Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. single. It's me, Jeanette Bonner, your host. And for our amazing month of, oh my God, is this a March episode? Yes. Okay. For the amazing month of March, I have an incredible guest with me today. Her name is Emily J. Smith, and she is the founder or CEO of a really cool new dating app called Chorus. Emily, thank you for being on Hashtag oh, Single with me. so good to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you. Yay, me too. I'm just going to read um, so people know who you are, and so we have a little context. I'm going to read Great. your bio from your website. Um, Emily is a tech by day, writer by night, and feminist always, which we love here. So snaps all around. Uh, Emily is a writer and tech founder, mostly based in Brooklyn, and often retreating to California. She generally writes about relationships, gender, and technology, and she is currently working on a novel and a collection of essays. She founded Chorus, which is a matchmaking app where friends swipe for friends. It is a female-led, venture-backed startup that aims to bring community, accountability, and humanity, what? Back to modern dating. How dare you? I know. <laughs> humanity? What an insane I we idea. I were stripping that. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants humanity in dating? Um, so I obviously um, am part of the online dating community. I have a ton of questions for you about your app. I'm so curious. So let's just get started. Um, tell me... In your own words about Chorus. Okay, great. Well, I have a lot of questions for you about your online dating experience, (laughs) too. Great, wonderful. But we'll start uh, with Chorus. So Chorus is a matchmaking app where friends swipe for friends. Um, You can't actually swipe for yourself on Chorus. So it's all about friends helping friends. Um, Okay, so here's the thing. I noticed two very um, kind of dramatic trends in online dating. I've been online dating for 10 years. I'll just say that on and off, obviously, you know, you dip in, you dip out, whatever. I sure do, yes. <laughs> um, so basically, I started back in the OkCupid days before they were apps. It was desktop um, and people were excited about it. People, you know, like wrote long messages and wrote long profiles and all that Emails stuff. even. Oh my goodness. It was like <laughs> pen pal style, yeah. right? So, you know, and then Tinder entered the game and in the past, you know, I don't even know how, I think six years now since Tinder has been out, um, swiping has just kind of changed the whole dynamic of online dating. And I've just noticed it getting so much worse. I mean, it's no, everyone's noticing it. It's very clearly, it's a whole different ballgame online dating now. Everyone's so apathetic, like... You're just sifting through these profiles. No one puts any effort into it. People fall off the map. Mm. Ghosting is now in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. It's like a whole different game. So that trend was happening. Basically, online dating apps were becoming more and more popular. And yet the common opinion was they were worse and worse. Mm, mm. But at the same time, because they were so popular, people who had never experienced them were really eager to like 
see what's going on in this world that was taking over dating. So specifically, I'm talking about people in relationships or people who, you know, had never had a so chance true. to online date themselves. I definitely have been hanging out with friends who have been in relationships and been like, give me your phone. Oh, 100%. Like it's a, like it's yeah. a game. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to play Tinder for oh, each God. other. So Chorus is a way for people – and you don't have to be in a relationship to be a, ma- to be a matchmaker. Mm-hmm. But – most of our matchmakers are, and it's a way for people in relationships to participate in online dating and support their friends in this thing that is now notoriously kind of terrible in a way that, like, you know, it doesn't feel sketchy. Like, it would if you downloaded Tinder on your phone and oh. we're, you know, so it's it's really, you know, as I get older and more of my friends are in relationships, they really wanted to, you know, be involved and that used to be we all just met through friends and we would go out together and da 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 and that's just not as much the case anymore. And so this gives a way for friends to support each other in online dating to make it less lonely, less of just the experience of you mm-hmm. kind of like before bed in the dark, like swi- <laughs> what are you sadly about? swiping <laughs> profiles. Guilty. Which like, sure, maybe you'll still do, but at least you have a friend in there who's like in there with you. <laughs> like, hey, how about this guy? Da-da-da-da, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's the premise. And what's, what's your story? Like how did, sure. I'm so curious about, yeah, we're all frustrated about dating and I certainly have my own idea for a dating app, which I will share with you oh, if you I would like wait. to hear. I talk yeah. about it sometimes, but people people are like, "You should make it." I'm like, "Hell no!" Because there's so much. I don't want. I don't want to create and run a dating app. That sounds insane to me. So, you're accurate. how did you how did you get into this? Like, an idea is one thing, and talking sure. bitching over wine is another. But actually, did that making for many years, yeah, <laughs> to like start. You, and I began writing a lot about dating and relationships specifically because I was so intrigued by the way online dating was shaping Mm, dating dynamics, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, I'm like you, I could talk about dating and relationships all day long. Like I'm just so inherently interested in those dynamics. So I was having these conversations with friends all the time. And I was out in San Francisco at the time, um, right when online dating had really taken off. So everyone was in on it. Like it was such a, you know, common topic of conversation. And then I just kind of started writing about these things. Um, And so my writing, you know, took off to an extent um, that I had a bit of a platform. And then I quit my tech job to focus on writing. But this idea of friends being able to help friends in online dating had been circulating in my conversation for years, actually. Mm. And I figured someone else would do it. And it's just so obvious because everyone plays Tinder. You know, like that's just (laughs) – it's a thing – it's a thing that – it's a behavior that already is happening. I mean, if we're all being honest here. You know? It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Like the your phone friends, gets passed around. Oh, my goodness. At your married friend's parties. Yeah. 100%. So um, I assumed someone else would do it, and a few people have tried doing it. And what they were lacking, in my opinion, was a bigger cultural conversation around why this needs to happen. Wait, are you saying that other people tried to create an app around... Or friends swipe for friends. Oh, really? What were they? Yeah. um, Well, Tinder actually has a version of this. Do they? Yeah, it's called Ship. It's targeted at basically 20-something. Oh, my God. Of course it is. I had to ask ask someone who was 15 what that meant once. I was like, what is I had to Google it. (laughs) So at least you got someone 15 in your life to ask. Show in the age. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Does it... Is this still around? It's around. I'm 
on it, you know, obviously for research and I get matched with like 18 year old women, like they, like they don't, is I don't think it's taking off. Who's and your, who's your matchmaker on ship? Well, you can also swipe for yourself. We're the only oh. app I think where you can not swipe for yourself. Okay. And so the, the conversation I wanted to have and ship is owned by Tinder. Mm. Um, I want to like fundamentally change the dynamics of online dating. I think something is fundamentally wrong with how online dating exists yeah, right now that it's, you know, and ship can't hate on online dating as is cause they're owned by the online dating giant, right, right. you know, and, um, they're targeting young people. And I just believe that something like this really should be targeting people in relationships who want to support their single friends. That's really smart. And no one is having that bigger conversation of how do we loop in this whole other, you know, relationship group to help their friends and come at it from that standpoint mm. versus the way Tinder comes at it, the way Tinder comes at everything is like, it's just kind of a game that's fun and like a little meaningless, you know, like it's, and I'm like, this is like a movement of creating more meaningful like dynamics between friends, between potential partners, like just to enhance those dynamics is where I'm coming from. And no one was talking about that. I think because match group is so ginormous that no one wants to take them on. So um, when I quit my job, I started writing a lot, but then I had a little bit of free time. I was doing consulting to make money and that project ended. And the designer I was working with, who's amazing, has been married since she was like, has been with her partner since she's like 20. So she never used online dating. We're coming at it from totally opposite sides of the equation. And I pitched her this idea and she was like, I love that. Let's work on it. Oh, so she built it for you. She didn't build it. She she and I like put mocks together. I'm a product person. Like, um, so we put screens together and then I started pitching investors and then I was pitching investors all the time. And then, um, wait, wait, can we just? I just need to jump in. <laughs> yeah. Where do you find people who are interested in investing in dating apps? Oh, it's very hard. <laughs> like, no one wants to touch dating apps right now <laughs> because Match is the only exit, and they, it just feels These like people a don't monster. want to pay for them. Well, no, actually, the the revenue model is totally valid. People pay is for it, them. Is Tinder's it making. It's subscription-based. And subscription okay. is, like, a really solid revenue model. But I don't pay for any dating site. I don't site. pay for any dating site either, but, but a I do lot get of ads do. on um, on OkCupid. Yes. And it's partially ad-based. Like, definitely it's partially ad-based. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the breakdown is between their revenue of ads versus subscriptions. Um, but it was more the exit strategy and being able to infiltrate the market. Like, the hardest part of creating a dating app or any marketplace is you need people on it for the product to be good. So no matter, right. Like no matter how amazing we design this product experience, if no one's using it, it's going to be shit. Can I curse? It's going to be shit. I already have. Okay. I think we're fine. Great. (laughs) Um, so investors are weary unless you're, you know, owned by a giant to like Mm. fund a little guy. Yeah. Um, but I think people are really eager for a little a little guy in this space right now. Like, How many investors did you find ultimately? Um, I have a few, a handful of angels um, who I knew personally. I mean, I don't know a lot of rich people, but people who I had worked with in the past, et cetera. Okay. And then Brooklyn Bridge Ventures is a lead investor for us. They're um, kind of like a pre-seed venture fund in the city. I was going to ask you if they were all women. No, but a, oh, a lot, but a handful of them, of our angels are women. I would feel, my instinct was that 
women would see the value of this. Well. More than a man would or men would. That's 100% true and something I'm grappling with every day Mm. because we have so many women users. And it's something I want to like write about and talk about, but I don't want to further isolate men either. So I've been like really, I don't know, I've been kind of um, circling this idea around in my mind a lot. Uh, Women get the idea Mm. very quickly. And I think that has to do with the dynamics of female friendships. And And also just the history of matchmaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And meddling. Inherently. This makes me think very much. My episode, I think it was episode 16, my friend Priyanka uh, grew up in India. Mm. And we were talking about how when she was growing up, so up to her 20s, the way that... The, she called it Indian Tinder, was the aunties. Oh, yeah. And yes, the aunties totally. would say, oh, look at that cute boy at the party. And then they would all spread gossip and they oh, would love it. M- manipulate to get each other together. And I was like, I want that. That's I so want good. an Indian group of aunties that all get together. And like, so they would throw <laughs> parties and then just happen to invite right, the people right. they wanted to ship together, if you will. Um and but so if you think about that historically, like yeah. matchmakers, especially in like Jewish culture, Indian culture, have all or been, been women. women. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and it, so it, it does make sense. But at the same time, yeah, I'm like, why, why can't, why aren't men as interested? Like, why mm. men, why don't men want to do this for their friends? I'll, I get a lot from guys about so. I, so do I have to like do something? <laughs> Like, yes. <laughs> yes, you have to put it in yeah, effort. Like, That's the problem, really. That's what my personal belief about why gosh. dating apps don't work at all, because you have to put it in effort. I know. I mean, I, <laughs> You this, have to write me back so we can go on a date. The whole thing about courses, I'm trying to offload the effort of the daters. I'm like, I don't want to swipe anymore. Like, I just don't. Right. So, but then you, no, all you're doing is like. I'll put it like, to someone else. Right. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. I think people, uh, are married friends are going to come into like, a big shock where they yeah. were like, oh shit, this is like a lot more work than I right. wanted it to right, be. Right, right. Oh, there, I have to follow up. Here's the thing. There is something fundamentally fascinating about judging people. Like it's just human nature. Like the act of judging, a str- making a judgment on a stranger is entertaining. But when you're so close to it as a dater and it's like, oh, it's tied to like, the success of your love life. You know, like, mm. it's very helpful to have that be a step removed and That's have so your true. friends do the judging. And, like, so true. they do really like doing it. And I kind of get it. But it's like, I don't want to. It's affecting my brain and how I view my dates. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're thinking too much about yeah, it. Probably. Yeah. So how long did it take for you to go from, like, ideation to actual, like, launching of the product? Um, we started working on it in earnest in June of last year and we launched in December. Yeah. I will say I was thinking about the idea for at least a year and a half before that. And I was having... Well, same with this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat on this for like a solid year. (laughs) Right. And I was just like... I didn't anything about it. If you ask any of my friends, like any conversation I had was like, so what do you think of this idea of, you know, like just pitching it and talking about it constantly until it wouldn't go away. And then I was waking up in the morning being like, why am I not trying to do this? But Um, between June and December, you, you like, you got it designed, you got it um, financed and you got it launched. That seems um, insane to me. Okay. We started pitching investors, I would say in February in earnest or March in earnest. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we we secured funding in June. We got the team like incorporated and formed and just like went totally heads down working on it in July. And then we launched in December. And when I say team. Yeah. How big is your team? Um, at that time, for the six months that we were working on it, it was me, my designer, Maya, and my engineering lead um, at the time, Alex, who was a woman I went to college with. And so the three of us were just like jamming all the time. It was an all-woman team. It was like really awesome. It's one of the best teams I've worked on and and it was that's great. Neat. And we were – so the, that's why we were able to work really quickly and I won't – you know, anyone who's used the app, there were bugs when we launched. Like, we put something out that was kind of quick because that's what you're supposed to do as a startup. Like, you mm. need, you know, there's this um, quote from maybe the founder of LinkedIn. I forget, whatever. But um, if your product isn't full of bugs when you launched, you've launched too late. Like, oh. you, you know, you, like, need to get something in the market and learn from it and, like, iterate. And um, that's kind of where we were at the past few months. But now we've fixed a lot of stuff. We've learned a ton and um, smoothed a bunch out. So, yeah. How did you research, like, what particular features you wanted? Like, were you looking at other dating sites being like, this works, this doesn't work. I like this feature. I don't like this feature. We want to be different from them. We want to be similar to them. Yeah, it's so interesting. And it's something I think about all the time. I mean, I've used so many dating apps in the past decade that I – know them in and out so it's, intimately it's, it's so intimately and it was really funny because Maya my designer has never even seen a dating app before she started working on Bless this project her. right Bless I her. know oh my god your fortune heart I feel like um, we're literally like from two different planets like those who understand 100%. this culture and those that like I have friends that met their significant others and never had to go through dating apps and they just literally cannot connect with they don't understand on a base That's, level how yes. hard this is. That's exactly what I was trying to address also because I would have these conversations with my friends who are married and it would be like, uh, the hand motion I'm making is just totally missing each other, yeah. right? Because you don't understand this world and it's it causes a bit of um, – it causes distancing in friendships and it's it's – they want to get it, but it's like, how many screenshots can I send someone to make it feel real? Right. So it's like, this is really, and something I think about a lot is so much of social media and what we're consuming right now is this passive browsing of our friends' yes. lives. And so how do we create something? Because technology isn't going away, even though I hate looking at my phone. Like, if we're going to be on it, how do we create ways to engage that are actually interacting with our friends in meaningful ways mm, you know yeah. if we can't be around them in person all the time if i'm going to be on an, an app with my friend like it's kind of cool that they can actually we can support each other in some way yeah absolutely so, um i forget what oh this back initial. to the features oh yeah yeah yeah. so maya it was so funny our because our designer was um she would come up with all these innovations on dating apps as is because it's the first time she's seeing them and she just has so many. She was so like, many. this is what's not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cool. I'm like, it was great, but also I'm like churning in my head through the like 10 different other dating apps that have tried that version of it and it fails because like I just have so much background in my head already on why dating apps design so much and they've already optimized. So I was kind of very, we were working in such a tight time frame with a, such a limited budget. I was kind of like, let's just do what the other dating apps do for the core features. Mm. We have to focus on what our main differentiator is, which is like swiping for friends. 
and not try and reinvent the wheel. Mm. But there is this balance, and I think about it all the time, where it's like we are trying to be a very different kind of dating app. So now we're kind of pulling back a little bit and being like, how do we make everything a little more uniquely chorus? Um, and, And swiping itself is something that is an example of that. So, for example, like, I hate swiping. I think it perpetuates a very binary mindset and of yes or no. Yeah, in like this instant kind of like judgment. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, and yet I'm perpetuating on my app because friends swipe for friends, okay. right? But the thing I was trying to balance there is like we're trying to meet this need of people who like hear about swiping all the time and want to like try it out. Oh my you know God, what I, I mean? Never thought about like that, yeah. they're not the ones who are inundated with it. So maybe it's not as bad for them. Maybe it's yet. fun for them. Right, exactly. So I want to give them that experience that they hear a lot about. I, wow. But at the same time, I don't necessarily want to perpetuate swiping. So like these are the kind of things our team is thinking about. But you're a making lot. an assumption that people who are your matchmakers Uh, your designated matchmakers are in committed relationships and have never experienced online dating. But like I could potentially be a matchmaker for another friend. Uh, Yes. So in that case, yeah, I'm not helping you, but I'm just, I'm just putting a, for instance, no, exactly. It's very true. Right now. A limitation is that you can't be both a matchmaker and dater. Oh, okay. Interesting. Which is why our matchmakers tend to be more in relationships also. Um, but it is a good point. And I think eventually we will shift the swiping thing. It's just kind of the starting point of where, of where we start. Yeah. Um, we also want to make much richer profiles. Like I remember, I liked the OkCupid days where you actually wrote about yourself in I a know. little more detail, you know. Um, but it's hard now to get people to actually fill those out. Um, well, I even think about like how my behavior has changed because I've been single for right. 10 years as well. And, uh, early days I did, okay, Cupid chemistry.com. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, I did the match trial, but I never paid sure. for it. And so those three were very text heavy, yeah. uh, email based. Um, and I think about how what I'm drawn to now, mm-hmm. I'm primarily using Hinge. Mm. And the reason I like it is because the way I've explained it to people, it's written like a blog post. Oh, like you're like, yeah. you get a sentence and then you get a photo and then you get a sentence yeah. and then you get a photo. And it's a little more broken up as opposed to just like paragraphs of text yeah. about a person. Um, but how interesting that my yeah. own behavior has changed or my expectations or my, I want to say even like, time instinct there's a better way to phrase that mm-hmm. but my impulse around like i've spent too much time on this one person yeah it's a real thing no totally um, you have like an internal clock of like let me figure out if i like this person and then move on yeah i don't know but that's just come from also in the last less than 10 no i'll say 10 years the last 10 years um how you know i've gone from being a person who didn't need my phone every day to a right. person that checks it probably upwards of 25 times a day so totally. our own behavior has yes. changed around um our digital fans. culture yes. yeah yes what we're, absolutely yeah. yeah um that's a very good point yeah so but I, I hear you because like when i think about like the key players in the dating scene they always say that like tinder invented swiping um and that bumble invented like their core technology was like allowing women to be in the driver's seat yeah what do and you then, think about that um, I, a lot of people, I have never had success with Bumble. Yeah. Um, and because my 
issue with it is that I never because of the timeout. There's a 24 hour timeout when you yeah right when you right. swipe on someone and they I get that they're trying to make people talk to each other right. so we're not just being passive as you said, um, but. What I heard from the male perspective is that because men don't know, they're no longer in control, mm. their way to respond to it was just say yes to everyone. Yes, go, exactly. Uh, I know. And then yes. see, like, it's a numbers game, like, see who responds. Yes. But then, great. I say, like, oh my God, we matched. Hey, what's up? How's your I Wednesday? Know. And you put that effort into and making then they, a conversation. They don't, I don't know if they're checking that. Yes. They're not checking the app. So, like, that's my experience. All too. my and messages that's... timed out. <laughs> That's like so many women's experience, I think. What the hell is this shit? I don't actually like it. Like I would rather I I would rather equal opportunity in messaging. Like right, because I want to go. They figured to out a way out. to regame the system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he, and then I think for him <laughs> still on lacking power. Seriously. <laughs> They're like, aha, you think you're in control. Yeah. You are not. We'll just, um yeah. hinge kinda of, I think their sort of um prototype, if you will, or their key innovation was like the idea of hinge is a hinge, like connecting you to a friend of a friend. So you right. access your Facebook profile to connect you with yeah. someone who is a couple of friends away from you. And what was nice about that when initially not launched is it would tell you who the connection was. Right. Yeah. So you could check in with Alex and be like, Hey, totally. how's David? Like, what's, do you think we're a good match or whatever? But now it won't tell you well, how you know each other. They've retired that whole model, I think. Oh, so it's just yeah. like, it's just any dating app. And I think oh. they went through this, you know, that big redesign a few years ago where they like redesigned the whole interface and um the ceo was very adamant about focusing it on um more relationship driven connections not hookups and so i think now that it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, i'm just laughing because it's like everyone what i mean great yeah. so aspirational i love it i know You're charming um <laughs> and they're owned by match group also so i think what happened everyone's owned by match group is like Every vertical just leaned really hard into a different, um, like, type of dating app, essentially. So Tinder, like, a few years ago, like, reclaimed their hookup kind of, like, personality. And Hinge leaned into the long-term commitment personality. And so Match Group is just kind of, like, um, making sure they have all their bases covered. But I think Hinge... um, they don't do – it's not as much a swipe. They're, like, trying to reframe how you actually – they're trying to push – I think most of their design is around pushing for interaction. So when you, you can like comment someone, on anything. Yeah, you're supposed to like a specific thing. Yes. Um, you comment on that. But they still have, but, like, right is yes, right. left is pass, even if yeah, it's not an actual right. swipe. And yeah. I have found with Hinge is that um, all that's really happening is I get a – Bill liked your photo. Bob liked your I know. photo. Same. Jeremy liked your Same. photo. Yeah. Xavier liked your photo. I mean, like, I think the reality right. is <laughs> it just matters who's on the app. Like, yeah. you know, before Chorus, I used Hinge a little bit more because I found there were people that were in who I was interested in more yeah. on that app. Yeah. And yeah. Bumble is a whole different story because they – I do think they tracked a certain type of feminist guy because they're women-owned and maybe they want to be aligned mm-hmm. with that. But, like, I hate the user inter- dynamics of, like, the timing out and messaging first so much that I, like, don't even use it. And often I find the people who are on Bumble are also on Hinge, so it, like, right. doesn't matter <laughs> anyway. Same freaking pool. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. So walk me through how that – app works from a user side okay. for those of um, us who are listening and because yes, you just launched right, and I'm included in that like um, this is 
this is new to yes. a lot of us hearing about it for the first time. So talk okay, to us great. about how the app works from a user side, and then I'd love to hear how it works from the algorithm side yes, of things sure. as well. Okay, so basically um, you download the app, search Chorus Matchmaking. It's on iOS or Android. Um, and then the first step is you choose if you want to be a dater or a matchmaker. Eventually you'll be able to be both, but, you know – one step at a time. Yeah. A small company. <laughs> um, and then if you're a dater, you create out a you create a dating profile profile like normal. And uh, we have prompts to try and make it a, a meatier profile than most, but they're optional. And then you invite a matchmaker. And so you can't actually use the app or do anything that useful without a friend in there with you. And so the way you invite a matchmaker is everyone has a unique code and you just share your code and they download the app and enter your code and then you're connected. So do I have to have um, someone already be registered as a matchmaker when I join? No. You – So I can join – You download the app as a dater. Yeah. And then you're like – Emily, I heard of this amazing app. You have to download it. Here's my code. And so then I download And we have or like Or the other share. way around. Yeah, yeah. Because my friend Shayla right. is a matchmaker yes. and she invited me yes. to join the app. Exactly. So then the alternative is if you're a matchmaker, you sign up as a matchmaker. The profile is super simple. You upload a photo. It's optional. You put your name so people, your daters know who you are. And then you invite daters to match make for. Mm-hmm. So you really, you know, you can't do anything without someone in there with you. Um, but we tried to make the invite process pretty straightforward. Um, the person doesn't have to have chorus for you to invite them, but they do have to download chorus in order to be sure. your matchmaker or yeah, to play the game. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then, so then you're connected and essentially the dater just kind of sits tight and, waits for matches to come to them. And, you know, I've certainly had some daters who are like, but what if I want to swipe? Like, I want to, you know, use the app. And, you know, it's something we're talking about. How are other ways daters can engage on the app? But the reality is, as a dater myself, I wanted to make an app that gave daters some time off. Like, (laughs) it's very intentional. Like, you don't have to deal with this. Like, just, you know, we chill. You. <laughs> yeah, and let you. your friends send you vetted matches, like yeah. the people they think might be good. And so if two matchmakers agree, like both matchmakers swipe right, Oh, so I can match. have more than one matchmaker? No, what I'm saying is, like, if if I'm your matchmaker and I see Tom and I'm like, he's great for her, and I swipe right. Tom's matchmaker also has to swipe right on oh, you. you know? Oh, my God. This yeah, got yeah, so yeah. complicated. Yeah. It's okay. the Tinder. It's like, t- you know, it is like Tinder. Your aunties have to like, agree. Yes. Right. It's a layer, you know. Yeah. So, okay. um, and then you get notified if both of us think you're a match. And then you, he's in your match queue and you guys can talk to each other. Oh, so or people not. that are in my match queue are is some, I have two right now. So that means that my matchmaker, Shayla, has swiped on him for me and his matchmaker yes. has swiped yes. So why hasn't he written me back? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I will say, okay, this is an issue we're dealing with real time. So when we first announced Chorus, it was in September and we allowed early signups um, because we wanted people to be on the app yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when we launched. And only half the, we got thousands of people signing up, da, 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 but only half the people have actually downloaded the app yet. So there is a chance. 
a fairly how high does, chance. Wait, how does he have a profile if he hasn't downloaded the app? Because signups initially, you could create a profile because we wanted profiles to be on the app oh, when we launched. He's not a real person. No, he's real. We just <laughs> haven't gotten him to download yet. Come on, we Sid. will. Are you listening? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally. I know the non-responsiveness is a thing we're like actively dealing with. Okay. Um, but yes, uh, so that's how it works, and then you can kind of talk to each other and then your matchmaker i don't know if Sheila's has done this but can view your profile you can ask her for feedback she can send you comments and then you can kind of talk to her about the if if you weren't into that match you can be like huh yeah. this guy isn't my type because yeah i can see XYZ. that we can communicate in the yeah. app i was like she's like i just sent you someone and yeah. i was like nice fine okay or whatever um so on a matchmaking side um I'm imagining that you can have several clients. Could we say yes, that? Yes, yes. <laughs> so we'll just use Shayla again. Shayla, I love you. You're here in spirit. <laughs> because everyone's going to be yeah. like, who's this person? <laughs> um, because she's my matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shayla is in a relationship. So Shayla is matching for me and another mutual friend right now. But cool. she could potentially have as many as how many? Like 10 people? As many as she likes. And then how do you do like toggle back and forth between people like now i'm swiping for jeanette now I'm yeah swiping for maya there's a little drop down on the top oh. if you're a matchmaker and you can like <laughs> pick who you're swiping for and if you run out of matches because you know we only have so many people on the site right now it automatically kind of uh shifts you along to your next dater and then interesting i will say um as a dater you can imagine as the founder of course i have quite a few matchmakers like i don't know something like 15 whoa well because i just give my code out to everyone yeah uh, you know um and it's your app and they want to support you yeah 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 um i mean i'm sure i'll have much more because i'm it's a way to like i want people to share their codes more i think it's a fun thing and what i was going to say is it's so interesting to have a ton of matchmakers because you see how the different matches stack up for you. So, mm. for example, I don't know. I have a handful of matches in my queue and then, like, all my matchmakers pick this one person and then, like, one random one pick this up. You know, like, you kind of see – It's like a voting system and I'm like, oh, I should really – go out with that person because everyone thinks yeah. you should go out with that person. No, I feel like that would be fascinating. You know? So it's a really interesting dynamic to have like a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this was a, a question that came up when Shayla and I were talking. She she and I were both curious, like, who is matchmaking for the men? Is it other men? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, sometimes, but uh, about 85% of our matchmakers are women. So I, yeah, <laughs> so again, it's a lot. It's and I, the essay happen. I'm trying to write, which my colleague, now our team is bigger than the three women. It's still a small team, but, um, my colleague, Michelle was like, I don't know if you should publish this essay, <laughs> but it was about, um, trying to explore this question, why men don't want to matchmake. Um, and is it that of, people have been well how do you i don't know if you how much you know about your matchmakers like are you able to see their profiles are you able to vet them no okay. i i so have anybody data. can sign up to be a matchmaker anyone can sign up to okay. be a, a matchmaker you don't have to pass a requirement or anything like not that. at all it's I just too. like yeah 
<laughs> you have to send like a sense of decency. Yeah, no, your friend needs to send you their quote. Okay, that's so that's the level of. Uh, <laughs> but I don't care. Whoever wants to, okay. you know, some people are like, "What if someone games the system and like match makes for themselves?" And I'm just like. If that person wants Has to that much so time, badly, my God. yeah, yeah, let them be on course. There's so that's 80 totally other fine. apps we could yeah, be on. Yeah, you would, you would have to like do some weird emailing things. I don't know, but like you can do it. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, the men um, aren't as likely to match week, but there are definitely men matchmaking for men. Like I can think of a. At least half a dozen off the top what of my is, head. I'm so curious what that what that is. Well, I think it's less common for men to like dive into. But in gen- in general, the men have set their buddies up with like other people, right? For... Like wingmanning is a thing yeah. that happens in the world. I know this is what I'm so interested in. I I I don't know. There's something about the intentionality of it. Maybe maybe men. I have heard from single men in my life that some of them feel kind of embarrassed admitting they want like a very serious that they want help, not even help, like that they want a serious monogamous committed relationship. They're embarrassed to admit that versus like kind of casually dating or not kind of caring oh, as much. God. You know, it makes me yeah yeah so yeah or. <laughs> So, I mean, I think that changes as we get older, I hope. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the men in my life are are very amazing men and have very good friends. So I do have a a lot of men swiping for men on chorus. I don't want to, but. The majority um, is women um, for both genders. Yeah, they're just so much more eager to. And I, you know, like a pet project of mine on chorus is wanting to make men talk about relationships in a more in a deeper way like not talk about who you're into based on superficial criteria or like actually (laughs) talk about what you're looking for and like have guy friends that you can go to to talk about these things like i know so many men who just like don't really talk about relationship stuff Mm, because they don't have those people in their life too and if they do they're women right but like who are the men that you can go to in your life to talk about this? Well, this is—I mean, this stuff. is very patriarchal. Like that yeah. systematically, we have—you know—we're we're shedding this skin, but yeah, it's know. only in the recent 30, 40 years where it's been acceptable for men to a admit they're vulnerable, b admit they cry, like shed yeah, that. I mean, like, like in the past six years or something, <laughs> I feel like, like shed that tough guy exterior. Admit you want a relationship. I like know. admit that you're a sensitive creature, human being that like needs and desires love. Yeah. Like saying those things out loud um i think well it's it's getting easier especially as we create a new generation yeah. where this is just like assumed it's okay right but um you know that's been part of our patriarchal for so socialization long. for a long time i know yeah. i do think it's changing and i do think it's something i try and say we're trying to figure out the right way to say this in the messaging of course but i do think vulnerability is now being much more celebrated in men and certainly for the women on chorus it is incredibly attractive. And so, like, we want to attract men who are very eager to have those conversations or be open or the guys who are trying to be that kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, who are not just, like, yeah, trying to get yeah, a hookup or... throw it out or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Numbers game. Um, yeah. Get as many women as possible. Exactly. So we are just talking about how you're going to be different and how you desire to be different than other apps. 
This is a really intense question, but as I already mentioned, I believe one of the reasons the apps are not working is because there is a breakdown in communication. Yeah. Just not even just in dating apps, but I think just sort of in social app culture. Um, but I, I truly believe that that breakdown of communication is why dating is not working in modern modern day. So I'm, I'm just curious how mm. you think your app might help change the breakdown of communication mm. that's inherent in these app cultures. Yeah, that's such a good question. Because the problem is still, like I said, we don't know what's happening on, on Sid's end of the world. Like if he, if he doesn't have the app or right, what. Right. But all I do, all I saw from my end is that I messaged a guy. I got matched. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, I messaged a guy and then I never, this was, right. we matched, I think like maybe a week ago. Okay. Never heard back from him. Gotcha. Which I was like, wow, this sounds this feels awfully familiar. familiar. Totally. <laughs> Here I, know. I am, have a That's new like, app in my life, and it feels the fucking same. I know. My hypothesis for this, and we'll see if it's proven out, is that by essentially having, like, accountability partners in there, you're not going to be a total jerk and ghost. So, mm. for example, I'd be curious if Sid's matchmaker, who that person is, and if they're like, have you mm-hmm. reached out to Jeanette? Like, where what's happening like that's kind of the dynamic that i want to happen yeah um i love that and it and it might not but maybe we just have to build the right mechanisms because people do get really lazy like we're there's so like, many apps on a phone competing for attention. Yes. So it's like... In, in addition to everything else that's... Everything that's competing, competing for, for your attention. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, maybe there's a feature where your matchmaker can, like, nudge you or ping you. Totally. That's or, what... Yeah. Or just jump in there and be like, hey, Sid's having a birthday party on Friday. Do you want to come? No. <laughs> that would be too much, probably. <laughs> well, we people always ask that when we talk about it, but I just don't want... I, I have heard people a little nervous about the idea of matchmakers being able to talk to single people because I want to make it feel safe and for, like, people in relationships and private. to not feel sketchy. Like, I, that's yeah, why I was yeah, like, yeah, exactly. if I message this guy, is she yes. is she watching the whole thing? Right. Is she no, judging, no, no. Like, oh, interesting that you had that question. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very private. Okay. Um, yeah. No, Sheila's not, like, reading. She's, like, judging my alert, opening line. Like, every time. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if she was going to be like, girl, that's your opening line. That's Come on. so funny. But the prompt <laughs> we do, like, we do push notifications, and when Shayla makes you a match, it's like, you found a match for Jeanette. Like, help her with her opening line you know because like we do and we have had i've had i have had users tell me like i didn't know how to say this to someone so i asked my matchmaker and they gave me advice and then like i used that and it worked out like so that i want people to help each other have those conversations yeah that's kind of the goal i I think that is a phenomenal goal yeah it's a, a beautiful we're working on it aspiration to want it yes how do we improve this culture that has created a lot of disconnect and and frustration and and honestly a lot of negativity like i've a lot of my guests on this podcast have uh sworn off dating apps altogether Mm -hmm. and are insistent that they're just meeting people in real life yeah just because yeah some of us feel like the apps are no longer adding value yes in a positive way in fact they make us feel worse yes um, and, or, and, or they're just not working. You're like, well, I'm on this thing, but I'm not meeting anyone anyway. Yes. So I might as well just try to meet it's a waste in a of coffee time. shop. I mean, yeah. that, I, I relate to that a hundred percent. That's part, I mean, I didn't want to waste my time on these dating apps yeah. anymore. So I was like, can someone else? I think that's why I keep yeah. bouncing around. Cause I'm like, I mean, it's a silly blame, but I'm like, 
this isn't working. Tinder's not working. Hinge isn't working. I'm going to try Coffee Meets Bagel. This one doesn't work either. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like, what is the, the app doesn't work? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But I guess in my heart, I want to think that certain people are attracted to certain apps for a reason. Yeah, like, I think that's there's true. There's specific people. Um, you can listen to any of my episodes to talk about how much I have a hatred for Tinder. And it's because I've met horrible people yeah. through Tinder. Yeah. So now I believe that Tinder is like just like a fuck collage of horrible people. <laughs> I am not going to argue with that. <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's just like, uh, you're a horrible person. You'll end up on Tinder. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, that sense of like, I, I don't know, just needing like... Um, a, a better solution not, I don't want to say a quick fix but yeah. honestly that's part of it a better solution to like inherently these are all broken in some way but if, if we could find a way to aspire to bring the good things about it back together totally oh the the other thing you're making me remember um I've, you know, I think these apps perpetuate us thinking about people like not real people. Like they're just icons on our phone. It's like very easy to forget that they're real people. And I think when someone is in there with you being like, they put the work in to find this person or they're asking how it's going, it like becomes real in a way that's so easy to think of it as like a throwaway. It's, it's again, this like layer of accountability of like, oh, my friend has seen this person also. Like, it's just a tiny bit different, but Mm -hmm. I just really hope. Well, I love the hypothesis. You're like, well, here's why the other ones aren't working, but maybe if we add this element. Some layer of community. Maybe this will help. Yeah. um, Something that's that's not working properly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I commend you. Thank you. I want to know. Just to sort of wrap this all up. Sure. What is your prediction for the future of dating? Oh, my gosh. What a question. <laughs> Just a softball. <laughs> okay. I mean, I have a the, oh, the launch essay I wrote for Chorus. I'll just tell you the title because it, it sums up what I believe. It, it's online dating isn't going away, but something fundamental needs to change. Mm-hmm. And I really actually believe that. I don't think online dating is going to go away. I don't either. The numbers are like crazy increasing and we as a society are becoming uh, more reliant on technology. But I do think there is such a visceral, everyone hates it. Like something is going to, we can't continue down this path that Tinder kind of set for us a few years ago. Um, I hope our model is one of the things that changes it. I think there will be a few. There are certainly many that are trying different things. And I think the dating app that's really like dominating five years from now will look very different mm-hmm. than Tinder. So hopefully it's chorus. Yeah, hopefully it's chorus. We'll Yay. see. Yeah. Um, um, Emily, thank you so much for being. Yeah, on it was so fun. Me. I want to just encourage your listeners to download Chorus. We have it for both Android and uh, iOS. It's getchorus.co is our website and get underscore chorus is our Instagram handle. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. We'll put all those links okay, great. Um, up in the comments and the cool. description of this episode on Podbean. But if you have any questions for Emily, I'll, um, yeah. I'll link your contact information great. and stuff like that. If people are curious time. and want to dabble. Yeah. Um, Cause this is a new app and new yeah. apps are exciting because the old ones are broken. Right. And there are very, <laughs> very good people on them. Cause it's all referrals at this point. True. It's very organic that is really growth. smart. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. smart. So thank you again and best of luck to you. Thanks and so and best much. of luck to me. I hope it yes. freaking works. 
works for Best of luck for both too. of us. Same, same. That's Sid, my goal. if you're out there, hit a girl up. <laughs> Sid with a Y. Oh, um, so that's all we got, you guys, for this episode of Hashtag Single. We will catch you next time. Bye.